introducing uh, uh, the fabulous person over here giving all the hugs in just a moment. Um, for those of you who don't know what Skate Like a Girl is, um, you're getting to experience one of the biggest parts of Skate Like a Girl this weekend, uh, the WAF weekend. There's so much that goes into it. Skate Like a Girl is an organization that promotes leadership and confidence and social justice through the art of skateboarding. And yeah, let's give it up for Skate Like a Girl. Um, it's awesome that we're getting to a place in society where like little kids are asking me like, why would you call it Skate Like a Girl? It should be called Skate Like a Person, um, which was a comment I got last year at the Queer and Trans Skate Camp from a seven-year-old. Um, so I think we're doing I think we're doing the good work. Um, I think we're I think we're doing good stuff. So. Um, yeah, uh, my task here is very easy, which is to introduce uh, this amazing human over here, Kristen. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I, uh, I don't know how, we could keep that going for half an hour and it still wouldn't express for me like how much this human does for this community. Um, so I met Kristen at a women in trans session at ATS um, and uh, not only is she fabulous at teaching anybody uh, on earth how to skateboard, but she is also just like somebody who you can always count on to be stoked for you. Um, stoked for you, stoked for the world, stoked to like make a difference, to make good things happen. And so without further ado, I'm gonna turn it over to Kristen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Meg. Meg's also an amazing board member of SLAG. Shout out to Meg. Yeah, board members. Awesome, what's up, y'all? Uh, my name is Kristen, and like many young skateboarders, I had dreams of being sponsored. Um, I worked really hard when I was 15 years old to put together a sponsor me tape, which back in my day was on a VHS tape. Some of y'all up here maybe don't know what VHS tapes are. Um, <laughs> but uh, I worked really hard and I put together a sponsor me tape, and I submitted it to a local sponsor. And I was really hopeful because a lot of the guys that I was skating around at the time were like, hey, like, you're hella good. You're like one of the best girls. Like, you're definitely going to get on the team with us, blah, blah, blah. I didn't hear back. And I reached out and I was like, what's up? And I was told by the guy that ran the team that I wasn't pretty enough to ride for their, their team. <laughs> and I tell that story a lot because it is part of my past and helped influence kind of where I've gotten today. Um, long story short, I didn't become a professional skateboarder, but I got a pretty cool job as the ex executive director of Skate Like a Girl. And for me, Skate Like a Girl has always just provided opportunities. Um, when I was, so I found out, I had that awkward experience being told that I wasn't pretty enough to be sponsored when I was like 15, 16. But when I turned 17, um, I went out to my first Skate Like a Girl event. And I thought I was like the only girl in Seattle that skated. And I'm really glad I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I rolled up to the first event and just saw a sea of women um, and folks shooting photos on the microphone, serving snow cones and ripping up the skate park. And I was like, sign me up for this. Um, and throughout the years, it's provided me so many opportunities to learn and grow. Um, and when I was 19, I had the opportunity to start Wheels of Fortune. And <laughs> yeah, 10 years later, here I am moderating my first panel. So. And thank you, Kim, to being my mentor. But without further ado, I wanted to bring up our athlete panel. Um, Y'all can just come on up. 
We got Una Farrar. We got Lacey Baker in the house. Yeah, come on up. We got the boys to men chairs. So. Um, we got Vanessa Torres. And Jamie Reyes. Can we get one more microphone for Jamie or we share? Okay. We're gonna learn to share. Awesome. What's up, y'all? How we doing? Is this thing on? It's on. Hello? <laughs> Your voice is loud enough they'll just be able to hear you. What are you talking about? Hit the bottom? What? <laughs> really good skateboarders working on AV skills. All right, well, I'll give my little spiel. Um, so it's 2019, and all I gotta say is, wow. There are just so many opportunities. Yeah, Jamie wants to take a photo real quick, so. Smile. So there's just an abundance of opportunity, abundance of visibility for women, trans, and queer, other non-traditional skaters. And that's a beautiful thing. And we're here today to talk about those opportunities and kind of, you know, we got legends like Jamie right here, switch, switchback tail connoisseur. We got uh, Vanessa Torres over here, my idol growing up. We got Lacey Baker, my idol currently. <laughs> <laughs> and Una, uh, my favorite person to beat me in skate. Um, yeah, so uh, without further ado, my first question, and we'll start on the end uh, with Una, is just... We're live. Uh, <laughs> I, I should have known. It doesn't look like it's an active one. Do you want to use mine? May I? Thank you. Okay, it's, hey. Uh, my yeah. first question is just what Thanks, who is your first sponsor and how did that happen for you? Um uh my first sponsor would be like the skate it was a skate shop back in my hometown. Um and it didn't happen for a long time. I remember like going into the skate shop with my mom being like 11 and her kind of embarrassing me by being like, "What can she do to like get like <laughs> like you know like some help or whatnot?" And I thought that was really embarrassing, but they really helped out like they were just like, "Oh, you know, like be yourself, like whatever. Like, more like skate, yeah, but also be like, would someone want to hang out with you without your skateboard, you know? Um, and then it was like a dudes contest. It was just like my like annual contest back home, but it was all dudes. And then I was in like an intermediate category or something, and uh, ended up placing first in it. And then like my like friend who ran the skate shop was like, yo. You should probably get rid of that other company board because you're going to be riding our boards. And I was like, what? It's like the best day. Yeah. It was really sick. It was, I was really honored to have that opportunity. So they don't exist anymore, but it was dope. Yeah. Nice. I think mine works oh, now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Dang. Lacey, you want to go next? Sharing your uh, first sponsor and how that happened for you? Uh, 
Um, yeah, so my first sponsor was Utility Board Shop. Um, and that came about, I had like kind of a mentor, skate coach kind of situation, and they worked at that shop. And they just were like down to like flow me stuff, so it was pretty chill. I was super pumped though on like the giant stack of stickers they gave me. I was like, Evan, my best friend, I was like, I have so many utility Kitty. stickers, like do you want some? <laughs> he was like, yes, I do. So that was it, but yeah. VT. I feel like I'm so old. I was like, oh, a skate shop, right, yeah, that was, Probably, yeah, my first sponsor was Jay's Board Shop in Laguna Niguel in California. Um, I can't remember back that far, but I do remember that that was the skate shop that Element started sending boards to or allowing me to, like, um, take. take decks from, you know, Element boards. Uh, they have a sick park over there as well, and I skated that park a lot, and I think during that time is when I met DeWitt as well. So, yeah, I guess we all had a, a board shop sponsor when we were babies. So, that's my story. It's not that exciting, sorry. Yes, it is. <laughs> Don't downplay this. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> um, this thing work? Can you hear me? Get real close. Yeah. So, uh, I did not have a board shop sponsor. Shit. Until <laughs> after I got sponsored by Real. Weird. Yeah. Real weird. I got on Real because there was a contest in Hawaii, and like Real was doing a demo and judging the contest. And it was like 14 and under. I think it was like 12 or something. And, uh, Fucking kicked ass, dude. I fucking beat all the boys. Woo! <laughs> 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 so I got first place in the 14 and under division. And then after the contest, they like took my info and they started flowing me boards. And then six months later, I got a turn am for them. That's how it happened. So my next question, we'll just kind of go down the line if that's easy. Um, just what was like the next next step, next stage for you um, kind of in your story? Um, you know, you get on the your first sponsor and then you start making connections. Like what, where did it really click for you kind of to get you to where you're at? Um, well, it was just kind of like a, as soon as I started doing it, it was just kind of all I wanted to do. So it kind of directed itself that way where I was just like every spare moment I had, I wanted to do that. And other things kind of started to take a back seat, and I just skated more and more. And then I think I got, like, where I started to feel like she was happening was, like, there was, like, a Zoomies contest or something in Vancouver that I, like, traveled over to Vancouver for. And then they were doing, like, the, the top three girls or something went to Exposure. And I hadn't met, like, any, any girl skaters really, like, before that, apart from a couple of my friends. And then here, actually, Wheels of Fortune changed my life for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I met my I met my best friends here, so yeah. But that exposure thing was really dope too, because then it was like you're in the same contest as like, and you're in San Diego, and you get flown out for something like the first time someone pays for your your travel or something like that is like really really sick. You get really stoked on it. So I'd say just that, like going out to events and stuff, that's kind of what helped me a lot make connections. 
Oh, just what was sort of the next step after like your first sponsor and what sort of made it kind of come into where you're at today? Like how did it sort of click for you? Because I mean, I mean, I ride for a shop. <laughs> Help me out. Yeah, well, okay, so part, um, I skated for Utility Board Shop. I started competing in California Amateur Skate League, which is a contest series around SoCal. Um, also, I'd go out filming with my friend Evan, and I filmed a video part when I was 11 years old. And so that video part is what I used to get sponsored by Billabong. And so I got sponsored by Billabong at age 11. So I was traveling. I skated in World Cup contests and the Damn Am and Tampa Am contests, and also like Castle when I was like super young. So it was like. A lot of competing, but also like filming and street skating and just like obviously being obsessed with skating and like wanting to learn tricks all the time. That was like the best part, so. You know you're gonna have to repeat the question, right? Because <laughs> I got, I mean, I get really taken by these stories, so. Uh, <laughs> what was the next step for you after kind of your first sponsor? What sort of helped you kind of take it to the next level to sort of get to you where you're at? Where did it really click for you? Was it, you know, we heard about events, we heard about maybe some key people, some key brands that showed love, and you kind of jumped at an opportunity, but what was it for you? Well, my whole story was I didn't know what was going to come of skateboarding. I just knew that it was a very happy place for me. Um, don't do this. But I did drop out of high school when I was 16. Um, already had been skating contests and um, some of the best contests, honestly, that I remember of like my adolescence more so because it was just community driven and um, my first like genuine experience of like meeting Alyssa Steamer and Alex White, who is just not here, and she should be here, but um, <laughs> I would put her on blast. But uh, I did. She was like, I'll be there in two hours. I was like, don't, just don't come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I made the decision to drop out of high school. My mom was super pumped about it. I moved out. Um, didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but had a very strong connection to skateboarding and the people that it was bringing into my life and continues to bring into my life. And um, I traveled, I'm like fast forwarding, I'm all over the place, I tell really great stories. Um, but I would say, I feel like one of our actual sponsors, Galas, which was, We still love Taco Bell. Uh, you did like a demo or something. I don't remember. You like popped out of Taco Bell <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> but Jamie was actually one of the first people that I that I traveled with. Um, you skated for galas as well. I did. Uh, <laughs> Is this on? But um, I think what was really incredible for me is one of my first experiences and what like I remember was like super impactful for me was like being able to travel with this inspo right here. Also, um, some other women that aren't present currently, but uh, yeah, going to Australia and being a real bad girl and <laughs> getting into trouble and honestly just doing what any 
person at my age would be doing. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I don't think that I knew really where I was going, but I felt I've always felt like I was in the right place and that this is what I should be doing and that I love this and I love the people that it's brought into my life. It continues to bring into my life. So skateboarding's fucking tight. True. Sorry, I have a short attention span. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, what was the next step for you after getting on real? You know, how did you make it to the Gallus trip to Australia? Like, how did you kind of come on the scene and all of that? What was the next step for you? Where did it start to click? It started to click right after I got put on flow for real. Like I said, six months later, they're like, hey, so-and-so is in town. Go shoot a photo with Lance Dahls and some other dude from Thrasher. And I shot a photo. Yeah. So the first photo. Ah, oh, so good. The first photo was a cover of Thrasher. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's where I'll play. So I was like, oh, I already love skateboarding. I love skateboarding even more. <laughs> So I kind of stuck with it, and fast forward, there's two evil twins on tour with me. They drove me crazy, but I love them. Still friends with them today. 20 years plus friendship. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, even though I wanted to kill you mm -hmm. numerous times. I have many, many stories of Vanessa Torres if you want to talk to me outside. Just let it out. Let it out. <laughs> There's no shame here, full transparency. No shame here, one short story. I'm like so fearful right now. You know which one I'm talking about. We're on tour, Gold Coast, Australia. We're on tour for like a month and a half. You know. No, I'm not going to tell it. Yeah, there's kids here. I can't. I love you. I love you. But don't take that from you again. No. Very cute stuff up here. <laughs> we got some old friends. All right. Uh, next question for everybody is, can you describe a time that you were made to feel uncomfortable in the skate industry? Like your experience as a skater, as an athlete, whatever we're calling y'all these days. Um, you know, it's like we talked a lot of bit on the industry panel. I think Yulene brought it. Like, we need this community to be in the back room making the decisions, right? Like, we need to start to diversify that because when things are continued to be run by a homogenous group of people, they're going to continue to serve people that look like them. And that's not what the future is like. You know, you go to the skate park now, there's way more diversity than there ever has been. So tell us about a time that you or me, like, felt uncomfortable. Anyone can start. I, I'll... Okay, uh, I only really, I don't, I've been like really fortunate to not have been put in that experience too often, um, a lot more than I guess other, I've like heard some stories from other girls that are like really brute, but um, I had one, one experience where I had like a sponsor down in California and living in Canada, that means like everything's got to go up past the border and like customs and all that kind of stuff's expensive, like sponsors are, like skate companies don't always have a lot of money, like, <clears throat> so I had this this brand sponsoring me and they kind of wanted me to come down and get the boards and then they go back up home with them. Kind of just like to save money, I guess, get a little trip out of it, get some clips. 
I was like, yeah, that's dope. I want to go to California. And then it was like, okay, but we can't, we can't afford to pay for your ticket. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's not too far. It's like 300 bucks. I'll, I'll raise the money. And it's like, okay, well, also, like, um, I, you can't stay at my house because my girlfriend would feel uncomfortable with you here. And I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, wait, like, backpedal, like, what? He's like, I don't know. It was like, it wasn't even in the question before kind of thing. And then it was also, like, in that same conversation went to, like, oh, and also, like, when we're, like, chatting on, like, messaging, can you, like, use, like, a couple less, like, smiley faces and, like, just, like, tone it down a little bit? And I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm, I was stoked. Like, you're my sponsor. I'm fucking hyped. Like, what is, go what is going on? And then it was like, I don't know, it, it dispersed after that. It didn't continue too much, but I was just like, yo, wait. And then I kind of had to, like, now when I tell it again, it's even more like, what's going on? And that was like... Oh, not not too no. <laughs> I mean, he did a lot. They did a lot for me. Like, don't get me wrong. They did. They gave me a lot of opportunities, coverage, whatnot. And that's where it was confusing because I was like, oh, I'm stoked on what they're doing for me, but they're making me feel uncomfortable here. Is it like, do they weigh like, do the cons outweigh the pros or like whatnot? And then I just got to a point where I was like, yeah, they do. Like, fuck this. <laughs> but yeah, that was a learning experience for sure. Yeah, so like I said earlier, I got sponsored by Billabong at age 11. And so at that time, when I would go in and get clothes and stuff, I would just obviously get whatever I wanted, like baggy pants, like whatever shirt. Like I was just like a little skater, like skate rat. I wasn't trying to be dressing feminine or anything. Like I didn't relate to that at all. But after like, I'm like getting older, like age like 15, 16, and they're asking me and kind of trying to nudge me in the direction of dressing more feminine, like wearing like the Billabong girls clothes and all that stuff. And I, I mean, at a young age like that, I'm impressionable. So I'm like, I guess this is what I have to do to like, can you stop it? Rude. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, like basically they were just trying to like make me be more feminine. And I thought that that's what I had to do in order to like be successful. So I did it for a while and like you can see footage of me in those years wearing like low-cut tank tops and like having like long hair and it's just like super awkward to look back at and see that like how much like the industry and like the patriarchy influenced me to the point where I'm like totally like not even looking like how I normally would dress so that was like a pretty big impactful and like those years like I can't go back and refilm those tricks and like a way better outfit you know what I mean like it's like yeah I switch heel to fucking aid stare and like a low-cut tank top and I'm never gonna do it again so that's what happened I love you thank you for sharing that um, I guess I can kind of add on to that uh, with, uh, well, Lacey riding for Billabong and I was riding for Element and I was pretty much in contract for head to toe and hard goods, whatever. So um, same, same experience, similar experience. Um, a lot of like conforming and I think in the earlier years, um, a lot of brands were trying to take on this new endeavor of like, oh, like female skateboarding and this and that, but had no real interest in actually allowing us to represent ourselves the way that we saw ourselves, the way that we still see ourselves. 
um, which can be really detrimental, I think, as a young person and, you know, trying to navigate your way through the world, especially being a woman and a young woman. And um, let's just say I had a lot of issues with that brand. Um, because I was in contract, I was obligated um, to wear uh, what they told me to wear. Um, I breached my contract a handful of times. I mean, not even a handful. It's just many times. The whole time. The, the, exactly. <laughs> the whole time. Um, and it was, for me personally, a constant battle um, of expressing who I am. And um, all the power to you if you are fucking feminine and like that's how you represent yourself that's how you feel but for me like is same as Lee Lacey um that's not how I see myself and that was a very uncomfortable time for me uh and now we're here and we're queer and um <laughs> and oh, cheer yeah. and cheers but, um, you know, it's, I'm really grateful for that experience. And um, I suppose, it, yeah, it was uncomfortable, but it, none of this like lingers in my life for me. Um, I think for the most part, I was always, I always checked in with myself and was always adamant about being my most authentic self. And, um, yeah, I just didn't really give a fuck, but it was uncomfortable. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. Um, and I don't know, we, I think we recognize like our platform and our reach um, to all of you. And I mean, for me, it's all about empowering everyone in this room and giving y'all a voice and like, you have a support system, and I love you, we love you, and I'm just really happy to be here, y'all. That's really cute. Love you. I almost cried. You can cry. Cancers. Uh, oh, what? Can't, yeah. My story's probably yeah, boring theirs. I just didn't give a fuck, and didn't listen to anybody and I did what I did. Like no one pressured me. I didn't let anyone pressure me into anything. Oh wait, let me add on to that. That's what that's what I felt when I when I traveled with Jamie. I was like, this human is fucking badass. Like it's like one of my most genuine experiences where like how this person carries themselves and like was just, yeah, I'm out here doing it and this is me and take it how it is. Dude. Yeah. That's how I felt and I still am this way. Amazing. Um, so I have some specific questions for folks. Um, first question I'm gonna pass to Lacey is just, can you share a little bit more about um, any of the expectations you had on you as a younger skater and like what just didn't sit right for you um, and how what, what effect that had for you? Yeah, so when I was younger, I actually didn't feel too much pressure. Like it was all about like, I like told my mom, I'm, I was like, oh my God, like I wanna be a pro skater, whatever, I was like eight. <laughs> So I was like, how did I even know that was a thing? I don't know. But whatever. So I was just skating a lot and skating in competitions and 
street skating, and it was all super fun, but it did it just got uncomfortable when it got to be about like my image and how they wanted me to be more feminine in those like years where I'm like forming like my own identity and it's like totally getting skewed by like this like corporate brand and like men in charge and like things that I can't relate to. So stuff like that, like those experiences were the most uncomfortable for sure. And uh, I mean, even like after that, like after like Billabong, they cut their whole skate program. Like, so from that point I was like dressing the way I wanted to dress again. And like I didn't really have, I didn't have a board sponsor or a clothing sponsor or whatever. Like I barely had a shoe sponsor, but I was like, I felt good again. I felt like authentic. I felt like, you know, that was kind of around the time, I don't know, like 2013 when like, I shaved my head and I was just like, hot. <laughs> like, fuck everyone. I don't give a fuck about you or what you think. So anyway, so that was like a new beginning for me after that. And uh, just like being self-expressed, you know, like actually exploring like what I should have been exploring when I was like 14, 15, 16, like all that got put on hold because of like the way the industry wanted to like portray me as like a, like a token girl skater with like long blonde hair and all that. Yeah, um, can you maybe say a little bit more about maybe how old you were, how old you were when you really figured out, like I'm just gonna shave my head and I'm just gonna be me and how maybe that affected your career in any ways or choices you made. I know you went to school, you have a degree in graphic design. Like you wanna talk a little bit about, say more about that time period for you. When you yeah, decided yeah, to be more so authentic. it was around the time I graduated high school, like I cut off part of my hair. And then slowly I just kept cutting more and more of it off um, because that's like what I wanted to do. And also as I started to present more masculine, it felt like it was synonymous with the time where it felt like less and less opportunities were available to me, even though like I worked super hard and I've always been dedicated to skating and filming video parts and all that stuff. There was just like nothing for me. It was just like me filming with my friends, making video parts, like doing whatever, trying to, and skating in competitions, doing like pretty well, I think. Um, but like people that are also on that same level, the more feminine of the bunch are getting support and contracts and deals and they don't have to go to school or like have a degree but regardless I, I wanted to go to school because I wanted to like have something to fall back on um, so I'm not like mad that I did that but the point is is like I worked my ass off skating and there was no support there was no contracts there was no deals it was just like me skating and like working and like filming a video part like I filmed the My World part when I was working full time. And so that was, took two years to film because I only had time to skate like after work or like on the weekends. But I feel like that video part is like the biggest representation of like who I really am. And so I think that's why it was, I think it was like pretty powerful, like the reach of it. And was stuff. it powerful, y'all? <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so after that, you know, like after like, I put out that video part, like I was working that whole time. It wasn't like I had like a budget from like a sponsor to like go out and like film me. It was like me and my best friend like skating in the streets to like film and stuff. And so whatever, like it was fine. It was great. I loved it. But other people in the same situation would have support 
they would have a sponsor paying a filmer to like, I don't know, create a video part like that. And that wasn't my experience. It was just like do it yourself kind of thing. So um, whatever, it was cool. But I think that really got a lot of attention from people and they're realizing like that I actually like give a huge fuck about skating and like my community. And so after that, I think that's when the support kind of started to come in. But I had to like work so hard to get it, like so hard to get it, which is fine. I mean, I like working hard, so. But other We're people don't did. have to work as hard if, they, if they're like the image that the patriarchy wants you to be, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. We're gonna clap for that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you so much for just being so authentic and real. Um, I know it's not easy, you know, you still have a career right now. It's like to get out there and just speak your truth like that. That's, that's just why I've always just been such a, a fan. Thanks for having me. Thank you all. <laughs> uh, next question is uh, for Una. Um, just knowing you as a skater and like following you for a while and meeting you at WAF a couple years ago, like you definitely have a different style and approach. Um, there's other people uh, that are placing in contests constantly and that's like really their path. There's skaters that are doing like the whole bull skating thing or you know more feminine skaters or skaters that are kind of influencers and like um, do you feel like you get treated a little bit different from sponsors in the industry just based on kind of not fitting one of those already kind of pre-made molds you know um, I mean I have a huge amount of respect for everyone that does approach it differently um, than me for sure like even the, the influencer stuff or like the contest stuff, that's all, it's such hard work. Like, it might be different work, but it's hard work. Um, so respect to that. Uh, it definitely, like how you approach your kind of image or like what you're doing, like it might just happen organically, but like you do get like certain interests of like companies or whatnot, people that like fit your image and stuff. Um, I've been like, I kind of had just like friends growing up and like people I looked up to kind of like shape what I was doing. So I think I kind of would try to like end up doing what they were doing. There's not like that many girls that are at like a higher level of skating that can afford to not do contests. It's kind of like a thing that's like, Preach. it's like a force, it's almost forced upon you. Like you, you can film all the video parts and people are stoked, but like your money's kind of from the contest money or your sponsor's matching the contest money or whatever. So if, if you are fortunate enough to not have to do contests and you don't want to, that's really sick, but like it's, it's kind of mandatory at the time uh, also. So it's like, and then, I don't know, you, you can see how other people approach it. Like, it's really, like, even I was at Street League in Rio watching, and I was watching Lacey, and I was like, yo, how do you do this? She was like, man, I just go out and just do, I just skate. Like, I don't, you know, you don't have to worry just about it. Just do it. And then just fucking kills it. <laughs> and, like, watching how those people approach contests and make them chill and make them how they want to experience them is, like, really sick. And so, like, All the while, your shitty pants. Like. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see, like... We, what, we, what I took from it was, like, really good, really good shit for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, respect to everyone, whatever they're doing, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I get. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, next question is for Vanessa. Um, how old were you when you went pro? I believe around 16, 17, yeah. All right, I'm gonna ask you about that year 
Um, what were you doing? Contests, travel, et cetera. You mentioned earlier that you pieced out from school. What were you up to in that first year going pro, and what was the impact for you of that year of your life? Um, yeah, so I dropped out. I don't even know where I went, honestly. I think I went up to, yeah, but I went up to the Bay, and then I ended up in, like, Vancouver, and I was just a shithead. And, um, <laughs> but I was actually, yeah, I was in Australia, um, and unaware that Element had kind of been formulating this idea, and um, I had no say in my graphics, so I obviously didn't know that this was happening. Um, Did you say you didn't know what your graphic was going to be? Like, they didn't No, I had no say. I had no say in my graphic. So, obviously, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot different now when you ride for a fucking awesome company like Meow Skateboards, where you have creative fucking input, and it's all familial and love and support. Moving, yeah. Yeah, shout out Lisa. Shout out Lisa Whitaker. <laughs> Lisa Whitaker. Yep. She's the best. Is Lisa here? Lisa will be. I, oh. She just landed. Yes. Um, Lisa we love Lisa. Sorry. No, love. Like, love, love. Who the fuck is Whitaker? Yeah. Just landed? <laughs> Lisa Whitaker has just landed in Seattle, everyone. <laughs> Someone FaceTime Lisa. <laughs> um, I will. So, yeah, I was in Australia. Um, I... <sighs> Like that's crazy. You were in you were in high school the year before, and then all of a sudden you're a pro skater, and you're just floating around. You have a pro board. Yeah, really strange, actually. Um, unlike Lacey, knowing that you know they wanted to be a professional skateboarder, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, but this is really fun, and um, I was like, I guess this is what I'm doing. Uh, and I mean, you know, product and getting free product and all of that is like really exciting when you're super young. And also, I think I was kind—I of, was still figuring out like where I was going, like navigating through that, discovering who I was. Um, my experience, though, traveling in the beginning um, with Element, all dudes, only only female um, on the team. Um, I was like. Was it you that I was talking? No, I'm looking at you, Kristen. Oh, me? Yeah, it was you that I was talking to for skatism, where, like, my experience. Um, I think I was really intimidated in the beginning um, because I just want to skate for fun. That's where I'm at now. I'm really, like, living into that, that truth um, these days. as uh, not competing anymore because my experience is just, fuck that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I think it's really intimidating. I didn't, I don't think that, um, I'm just like skating with a bunch of dudes and we're just going to all these really gnarly spots and I'm just thinking to myself, oh my God, am I supposed to skate this stuff? Like, I really felt like I was supposed to skate this stuff and that was, um, <laughs> uh, I think really, it made me feel very small. Like I didn't feel like I could um, express myself through skating in the way that I wanted to. Um, I feel like I'm going to a dark place with that. I can totally relate though. Yeah. So, I mean, that was quite some time ago. And um, granted, like all the dudes that uh, I traveled with, all super rad supportive dudes, but also cannot relate to my experience because I'm a fucking woman. 
And um, <clears throat> so not having, I guess, access to something like that um, to like ground yourself or actually just feel like, oh, everything's okay and um, you're all right and it's okay to like be fearful of something and, um, and then work through that. But uh, yeah, I've, my whole, the way that I responded to those experiences were, was I shut down um, and would kind of disappear on tour. Hence, like, my breach of contract time and time again. Uh, like, where's Vanessa? Like, we cannot find Vanessa. And, <laughs> yes. So, I mean, obviously there was intent there. Like, I didn't want to, um, I didn't feel represented in, in those experiences. And which my, you know, fight or flight response was to just isolate and hide myself and... Um, and I was also super young and didn't really have the tools nor maybe the access um, to information that uh, was validating, I guess, in those moments. And uh, yeah, where I don't know where I'm going. You're doing great. Cool. Thanks, Kristen. Your haircut looks amazing. Let's give it up for Vanessa's yeah. freaking hair. <laughs> Let me just say, getting older has been fucking awesome, and I live for it, and I've learned a lot, and I'm constantly surrounded by people who inspire me, and are validating, and um, surround yourself with those people, and be who you are, and feel the love, give the love, like, support each other. Um, it's everything to me now and i don't skate for corporate companies anymore because i feel like there's still a heavy misrepresentation and um i'm all about backing the uh the underdog and the people that share my values and working with people that have the same vision and genuinely care about the community the way that i do so this isn't really about me anymore maybe it was at a time but um, I'm seeing the bigger picture, and that's you guys. And um, so thank you. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, my next question is for Jamie. And we mentioned Meow Skateboards, Lisa Whitaker, um, her, her baby. Um, and, but maybe some of you don't know, but there was a woman-run skateboard company like about 10 years prior um, called Rookie. And I was wondering, Jamie, if you could tell us a little about Rookie and what it was like, your experience with that. Uh, my experience with Rookie was good. It was, uh, well, when I, there was a time in my life, like, me and Real were just kind of, you know, like, Real skateboard's been everything for me and I appreciate what Jim and Tommy did for me. They, you know, pretty much got me to where I am. I want to thank them. It was a time like, you know, like I just needed a change, so I started writing for Rookie, and the re how I got on Rookie was Peter Pusey, from Skateboarder, was married to Elska, the old Rookie that ran Rookie Skateboards. And they called me up, they're like, you don't have a board sponsor, do you want to ride for us? And I was like, I don't know who you, who, who you are, whatever. Like, I was that asshole. <laughs> And then Peter Beesey calls me. <laughs> Legendary skateboarder, it's, seriously. 
Peter Vesey calls me and he's like, yo, my wife has a company, you wanna write that? And I was like, this ain't Vesey, I hung up the phone. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I was a dick. <laughs> and then he called back, he's like, no, this is Vesey. And I was like, all right. And uh, we met in California, I met all of them, started writing for them. And it was like Tina Razzo, me, Jesse Van Rockout, Lisa Whitaker. Hey, Lisa! Yeah, yep. that's how I met Lisa, uh, from the Rookie. Uh, there's a bunch of dudes and girls that wrote for uh, Rookie, and it was quite an experience. Like, we all had a love-hate relationship, but it was dope. Nice. Um, yeah, Reyes. Anybody from my generation? I'm 30, so anybody around 30? I remember <laughs> seeing uh, in the Thrasher magazines or Transworld or whatever, I would like go to the supermarket and I would like grab the mag and I would pull it out and I would just like rifle through it like any chicks, any girls, any girls, any girls, any women. Let me see, let me see. And like every once in a while there was a rookie ad of like Jamie and I was like, yes! I don't think you realize how pumped we actually got. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I just remember. Props to you. Yeah, thank you. Give it up for you. You. So, SSBSTS. If you don't know now, you know. Legend. All right. Last question, so we can somewhat wrap up on time, is just how can the industry support us better? Like, what can the industry do better? Hire women, hire queer people, create more diverse, like from the back end, create diversity and in the front end. Here's, here's the thing, fuck all that. Just kidding, I love you, it's, it's obviously relevant, but like, I think given the history and like our own personal experiences, whether you're a professional skateboarder or not, um, this is a time where we're creating our own shit. And um, that's where I want to invest my time. And um, it's kind of insanity to think that like things have been going the way that they've been going for so long to think that there's actually going to be any room for change. So we have power in numbers. And I think creating our own community and our own network, um, that's where I want to be. I don't want to invest in, um, in companies that don't, see us as our authentic selves and or who have been against us basically for all this time um i want to create something new uh for us and um so yeah fuck all that industry bullshit word whatever she said slumber party let's go Party. Yeah, see, look, exactly. Jamie needs to know. I don't know what slumber party is, but it's not at my hotel room, so stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I like my alone time, sorry. Uh, me too, though, introvert, for sure. Um, Kim Woozy over here Woo! to my right, um, longtime friend, also business partner, uh, starting a brand, Slumber Party, um, which... I'm super excited about, uh, was an idea for a very long time, and then Kim hit me up and was like, let's do this, and I was like, you're nuts, but okay. 
And, um, you know, there's fear in that for me because there's fear of failure. There's fear of, you know, all of this, all of that. But um, ultimately, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I don't want to think about it anymore. Like, I don't know what we're doing, um, but I'm excited to learn and, um, and grow uh, this brand with you and um, to share it with everyone. And uh, Slumber Party is obviously we're making a pant. Coming soon. A what? Very soon. A pant. Pant. Like pant. slumber party. P-A-N-T. You're gonna yeah, want pants. Sleep. You're gonna want to sleep in them. No S. Single leg. It's inspired by skate culture. I don't necessarily want to peg it as a skate brand, but it's because I love camping. Yeah, you're gonna fucking love them. I promise. I got my own Even got you a little cargo pocket, right? Um, but I was telling Kristen earlier, just like everything she's done with, you know, Skate Like a Girl and all of these like amazing organizations, like I really just want to add to it and um, continue to expand it. And um, yes, it's a brand. Yes, there will be product, but all of whatever happens will generate through the brand so that like we can engage with the community and we can travel and we can come see you and we can hang out and uh the possibilities are kind of just endless at this point um so i'm really excited to share that with you all and um i think you're gonna like the pant uh, <laughs> i'm gonna plug it's a lifestyle stay tuned yeah i mean for what maybe other people could do to help, or what the question? What was um, the question again? Yeah, what rephrase? Uh, just what, what can the industry do better? Maybe you can think about it like, what's one thing right now that doesn't feel possible that should be possible? I think that like, that one, that career that's not contest oriented is a big one. Um, I like that. Also just like- Oh, for sure. It seems like, it seems obvious, but like representation's fucking so important. Um, like just to like as you were saying like you're looking through the whole mag to see like one chick like you're just hoping yeah. it's kind of like it's nice to have that like it might not seem like a big deal for a company to bring a girl along or like whatnot but like for those little girls that are looking or big girls or fucking whatever age you are just to like something to relate to like I remember watching my first fucking girl video I saw was Elementality Vanessa Torres's part and I was like wow okay like a chick like just like ripping like I don't know, it was something that I could relate to a little bit. Like, I'd seen guys doing crazy stuff for so long that got me stoked, but it was a whole nother level of, like, uh, like relatability and, like, just being able to see that it was possible was really sick. So, I mean, that one's a, that's a big one, too. Yeah. What was the question again? I'm sorry. I got it. I was smoking with you. Um, don't you think uh, the industry might need a female uh, TM? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 The industry needs me to scoach the fucking Olympic team. Yes. Scoach. Scoach, though, gotta take your test, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't Mimi Noop is the scouts right now. We need more than one, though. Wait, what? It should be you and Mimi. Yeah. Yo, let's go. <laughs> All right, we'll start the fucking petition right now. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. We'll find someone in the industry to do it. 
Let's find a female TM first. True. Is there any? Lisa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ah, where is that hoe? Where is my favorite Canuck? I don't know. I got several favorite Canucks now. She got. She been replaced. Thank. Thank you guys for coming out again. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well. We're running a little bit short on time, but we will have a chance for folks to connect more intimately. Um, but I just wanted to- I love intimacy! <laughs> so tender. <laughs> Swipe on Vanessa this weekend. Um, I just want to thank all of y'all for coming out. Um, we like to call it Skate Christmas around here. It's Wheels of Fortune weekend. Have the best time ever. It <laughs> is the world that this means the world to you. Thank you so much. One more time for the panel, legends, Jamie Riz, Vanessa Torres, Lace Baker, Una Farrar. What you know about it? Kristen! Kristen! Check, check, check. Kim Woozy. Quick announcement. <laughs> Don't play me out yet. Um, okay, so... If anyone wants to stick around, I'm holding two microphones, uh, for a smaller, we're calling it a breakout group. So ATS is open, so you can go skate. But if you want to stick around for the next like 15, 20 minutes, we're inviting y'all to come talk to any of the speakers. Unless they got to go. Jamie's got to pee. Um, and just say what's up in a smaller setting. Um, so speakers, please come up to the front um, so we know where you're at. And then we are going to announce the raffles at 4.30, which is the end of the event. So just come. Well, we'll have you, like, form a little huddle around that person, and then you can, like, break out and go talk. You can go outside, too, if you want to talk outside. Um, but if you have any questions, come talk to us, say what's up. And then we also want a group photo of the speakers at some point.